my parents did not approve. Mm -hmm. And so throughout my senior year, I would ask them a few times, can I get baptized? And they said no every time. I'm actually really, really grateful for the opposition that my parents gave me. I'm just not sure who I would have been if I had gotten baptized at 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. and, and what would have happened in those five years. I really just don't know. Are you feeling called by God to step into who He created you to be? Does this feel exciting and scary all at the same time? I get it. Yet, I know we were sent here to earth at this time for a specific reason. President Russell M. Nelson reminds us, Yet the women of this dispensation are distinct from the women of any other because this dispensation is distinct from any other. This distinction brings both privileges and responsibilities. I am Natalie Bogle, creator of The Anchor Planner and your host of the Become Anchored podcast. I'm showing you how to discover who God created you to be and how to anchor your day as His distinct daughter. You are not going to want to miss this. So let's dive in. so excited to have Haley Clark here with us. So we have met on Instagram. She shared this reel that I believe went viral. It's the reel where she shares about wearing clothing that covers your garments. And I just remember thinking, wow, I love the testimony that you shared and I had to follow more. And so we're going to kind of go over all of that, but Haley, welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so glad we found each other. I love it because I love everything that you post too. So oh, thank you. Yes. It's just, I love seeing other women share their testimony of Jesus Christ and especially the way that you share it. You mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you have this light about you, but you're bold and which is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and not for some people, but I, I'm at a point now where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be for everybody, but I've seen the benefits like of sharing and being confident about that. And it's actually, I honestly feel like it's creating a bit of a ripple effect because Mm -hmm. when you mentioned like, you're just grateful to see other women sharing light and sharing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And like, I am seeing that 10 times over, like women are reaching out to me saying, you've inspired me to go, you know, create a public account. I never thought I would share the gospel online and now I'm doing it. And even if it's just for their family and friends, they just have said like, I don't feel as scared to do it anymore. I'm like, this is so cool to just see kind of these women standing up and saying, I'm just going to share light, even when it's kind of a scary time to do that. Right. I love it. I love it. It's been so awesome to follow you and your message and it's been great. So Haley, Become Anchored, you know, is all about leaning into who God is calling us to be and creating us to be. And so I want to chat a little bit about your journey. You have a swimsuit company called The Honey Mark, which Mm -hmm. is Swimsuit Leisure. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. So this is a lot. I mean, I love the word become. I, I, It's like, honestly, one of my favorite words, because I feel like in this life, we will never stop becoming, right? right. Like, we, it's a continuous thing, which I love. I'm like, it's, it's almost like an evolution, but just to become even more of something, right. you know, like, I just, I love it. Anyway, so I definitely feel like part of my becoming is this swimsuit company. And it was definitely something that 
it, it started so differently. In the beginning, before I had kids, I actually lived in Los Angeles and there was just one specific day when my friends, I remember where I was. I remember like talking to this person uh-huh. and listening to them ask if you were, if you weren't, because I was dancing in Los Angeles at the time, and they were saying, if you weren't dancing, if you weren't trying to become a professional dancer, what would you do? And immediately, like out of my mouth, without thinking about it, I said, oh, I would design a line of modest swimsuits for women. And that, like, that was it. And I was like, well, that was weird. I I just, I, it's not like I grew up saying this is what I'm going to do, but I did have a lot of issues. I think a lot of women have a lot of issues with swimsuits. It's kind of just this thing where I think we all just wake up and we're like, well, I have to put the swimsuit on again. And I'm just going to deal with it, right? For so long, I just think so many have said, I'm just going to deal with it. Or I'm the problem. My body's the problem. Just never want how God wants us to feel, right? It's just so sad. And so I, yeah, I mean, honestly, after that, I just kind of lived my life. I moved back home from LA. I got married. And then I kind of was like, well, I lived my dreams in LA. I'm going to let my husband live his dreams. Uh And he owns multiple restaurants and originally started as a food truck here in Utah. And so he built his dream. And then we had three kids in under three years. So in two and a half years. Okay. And it was in that time I would occasionally like sketch designs of swimsuits or whatever, but it was never like at the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. And there was one day that he brought me home a sketchbook and he said, you need to like really do this. Like, yeah, he, he kind of pushed me and inspired me. And I taught myself how to draw from YouTube. Like I taught like really how to sketch and I did a lot of research and there was just a lot, you know, and, and it was because I had had those three kids in two and a half years that's what led me to design like more of the suits that we have today where they are. Yeah. So we call them swim leisure. So it's basically like a swimsuit and a cover up put together. So something that if you don't want to, like you don't have to put a sundress over it. We made you a swim dress. You don't have to put a romper over your bikini or whatever it is you're wearing. We made like a swim romper, right? So there's, we made them functional. So they have like the bottoms have pockets in them. The bra is like actually supportive. A couple of our suits are nursing friendly. So I just wanted to make stuff that was functional and very practical and really cute. Like it's actually comfortable to wear and you feel good in it. I'm like, we should be able to have all those things. It's 2023. Like we should be able to have all the things. And so we launched in 2021 and it it took off. It was one of those things where I was like, I knew that this would be a big thing. I didn't realize how big and how fast it would become. Awesome. Uh, and I, I definitely think it was a lot of it was like God really did line upon line lead mm-hmm. me to where I'm at today. And so uh, we're hoping to launch, like we're working on next season. So we're hoping to launch that end of February, beginning of March, like fingers crossed. You just never know with the world. And so a lot of it's in God's hands. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I'm just envisioning you and your three kids and really like I have seven kids and so Mm. they range within 11 years and just at the pool going, I have this I need to hold. I need, yep. you know, the baby's grabbing here. I need yep. and just yep. yeah. I could totally picture you being like, I need something that's functional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and stuff like we didn't even go to the actual pool when my kids were, you know, three, two and barely newborn or whatever. I was like, right. I'm not going to the pool. So we would go to the splash pad. And I'm like, what do people wear here? There's so many in between times when you're yeah. boating, 
when you're at the splash pad, when you're on the side of the beach and you're like, so do I just like wear nothing while I'm not in the water? And so we wanted to create something more for those like in-between moments. And like I said, it's been really interesting. I will say I, in in the spirit of becoming, it's one of those things where I started the swimsuit company and I, for the last two years, honestly, I've been like, what is like, what is this for in a spiritual sense? Because Mm -hmm. yes, it's great to make women feel great and to wear modest swimsuits, but I'm like, it seems so superficial at the end of the day. I'm like, is this really all God wants for me? And then I actually have been going back through and listening to President Nelson's talks over the last few months so far and listening to him talk about gathering Israel and how any like good thing that you're doing to help gather Israel, like it's all that's all that's worth it. And I'm just like, oh, like I think that's what I'm doing, even if it's kind of an unconventional way. And I I'm hoping this year, because of the growth that I've seen on my like personal business page, mm-hmm. which is what you're talking about. So the garment video, for those that don't know, yes. is from like a page that I had started of kind of behind the scenes of more of like my personal life in case people wanted to see that more about me. And then my honey mark page would be more just about swimsuits. Mm-hmm. And so I but what I want to do is kind of marry the two. Yeah. a little bit more yeah. and be open about talking about Christ so that when people find my swimsuits, they will know like who I, who the designer is, who I am and that I'm not ashamed of what I believe in and, 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 and help gather Israel in that way. So I'm hoping to kind of be a missionary with having these platforms. And it's just, it's so interesting. I know we were, I know I was talking about this, but becoming like I think you think like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to become. And then God's like, no, no, no. Like I have so much more. Like there's yeah. there's another layer. We're just unpeeling all the layers of the right. onion. So, and different yeah. tools. Like I really do feel he's given you this swimsuit business and not just making swimsuits for women, but you running a business too, like all of those aspects and growing you in a way that you couldn't necessarily grow in uh, doing other things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, there's so many things that I think about leading up to swimsuits. And then now it's like, even after I launched the swimsuit company, you're right, like things that have guided me in the last couple of years. I talk about this a lot with other women who share the gospel online. Uh They'll ask me, you know, how do you deal with negative comments? And I'm like, I've been dealing with negative comments for the last two years about my swimsuits right? and uh. you will always upset somebody. Like mm-hmm. you will, you will, I could say I love M&Ms and 50% of the population will come after me and say M&Ms are terrible, right? right? Like <laughs> you will not please everyone. And so you need to say the things that you know to be true, but it's the same thing. So I would say, Oh my gosh, these swimsuits, like they'll help you feel comfortable. They're functional. Like I'm just sharing goodness. And people are like, these are the worst things I've ever seen. And I'm like, well, I, that's hurtful. You know, yes. my heart, like I right. worked on this for five years. I put my blood, sweat and money and tears into this. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I didn't sleep for nights and nights. And you're telling me that it's the worst. Like, I don't even know but after a while, you just you just stop listening to them because you're like, I know how good it is. And so I've been able to take that with me into sharing the gospel online and just feeling like it's unfortunate that they don't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with swimsuits. 
they just don't understand. And it's like, it's like if somebody came to me and said, this is the best car ever because of all these things. I'm like, I don't know anything about cars. If it has four wheels and it runs well, I'll probably drive it. Like, right. But to this person, they're like, you don't understand, you know? And I'm like, that's yeah. exactly how I feel. That's how I feel about my swimsuits. <laughs> and it's how I feel about the gospel. And so it's actually, it's really, really cool. Yeah. To be able to say like something that, and honestly, it doesn't mean as much to me. Swimsuits don't mean as much to me as my testimony in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ and in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So it's cool that I had that opportunity, I guess, to have negative comments before so that I could go up against the negative comments now. So Right, right. No, I think that's exactly it. Like you experience one thing that helps you with another thing. And it's really kind of the same thing, but you're right. Like taking that to your people commenting on your testimony hurts more. And so kind of not baby steps, you know, like, okay, we'll prepare you here to be able to be. (laughs) No, really though. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I want to kind of go into that you were a convert. And so take, let's give me a little, I don't know, a quick convert story. (laughs) Sure. Sure. I will give you the quick version. I'm glad you asked me that because I've got a long, I'm sure you realize I have a long version. I have a short version (laughs) to basically every story in my life. Short version is I started learning about the church when I moved to Spokane in Washington. When I was 13, I had my best friend bring me to church with her, talk to me about the Book of Mormon. She was very bold in the things that she was. I think honestly, also she felt the spirit. I think she very much was like this girl is like ready to start learning about it. She took me to girls camp with her. Then my dad actually got a job in Utah. Uh, And so then we moved to Utah and I did not like it here. I did not want to be here my senior year, the whole year. I was like, I don't want anything to do with the church. I don't want anything to do with friends. And then I ended up having the best year of my life. My senior year was so Um, amazing. I had the best friends. I did go to church a lot. Like I watched general conference with one of my really good friends. It just always felt like home to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and there were things like I grew up in an Episcopalian church growing up, kind of, right? It was one of those where we would like, sometimes we would go to church, but I do feel like I had a foundation. And then I actually had a friend who had a very like Christian mom who I would like come downstairs after sleeping over at her house and see their mom like uh, saying prayers on her knees, reading scriptures at five o'clock in the morning. And it like really affected me. I remember being like this woman and she was so happy. She was so full of light. Like, and I just remember thinking, I want to be a lot like her. And so when I started, you know, going to the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I was like, this just feels good. My parents did not approve. And so throughout my senior year, I would ask them a few times, can I get baptized? And they said no every time. Mm -hmm. Then I actually went to the Draper Temple open house. So I was able to go inside the temple before I was ever baptized, which is my absolute favorite thing about my whole story. And I think it's part of the reason I love the temple so much. And I talk about like covenants and I just really, really love the temple. And I remember sitting in the ceiling, one of the ceiling rooms and just thinking like, this is it. Like, I remember crying just being like, this is where I want to be. Like, this is just true in my whole body. And so two days after my 18th birthday in August, I was able to get baptized. And it was really cool. I had one of my friends from my senior year, actually, like he was able to baptize me. And then he left on his mission the Wednesday after that. So he baptized me on Saturday. A few of my friends that were also like about to leave on their missions, they were in the circle to, you know, uh, give me the gift confirm. of the Holy Ghost, uh-huh. I guess, nope. confirm. Yeah, confirm upon. And then they left on their mission. Anyway, it was just, it's a wow. really, really cool experience. I don't think I kind of realized the depth and the 
greatness of it at the time because I was just like oh they like in my head I just think they probably do this all the time and now I know like now having sons I'm like I it's just it's so cool to think back and I was just so naive at the time but it was it was great anyway so that even that took me about five years from the time that I first learned about the church until I got baptized which I'm actually really really grateful for the opposition that my parents gave me I'm just not sure who I would have been if I had gotten baptized at 13 or 14 mm-hmm. and, and what would have happened in those five years. I really just don't know. So very right. grateful for that. Yeah. Right. You have no idea what the journey, you know, which way it will lead you. Yeah. Right. You have no idea. And what you learned in those five years and really, I think really, it, this is just my opinion. Solidifying like, no, this is what I want. Yeah you know, and being able to, to choose that. That Yeah. I always tell people, I know what it's like to not have the gospel. I literally feel like I went through a wrestle in those five years. I'm like, I, that, and that's why I feel so strongly about it now and why I want to tell people about it because I'm like this life over here that I had where I was like, wishy-washy one way, one day and one way, another day. I'm like, that is not the life you're going to want to live. If you want consistency, you want peace, not that it's going to make it easier. I de- my life did not get easier because I got baptized, but because I had the faith and the perspective, like I just know that things will work out the way that they're supposed to. I know that everything will be for my good. Even the rejection, even the timing of things, right? Like all of it will be because I had those like five years of seeing the other side. Right. Right. And I think you know, after being baptized, also the gift of the Holy Ghost mm. that we can't deny when we, you know, have truly felt it and really bringing yeah. that peace all the yeah. time. I and I that. always actually feel really lucky being baptized at 18 because I'm like, I yeah. remember how it felt receiving that. Like I, I do this. It's a, I'm like brushing my hands from my head to my chest. Cause I'm like, I remember that feeling and it kind of stopping in my heart and just, this like burning and warmth, like all over. And it's the same feeling I have when I go to the temple. It's the same feeling I have when I'm having a spiritual experience, you know, like it's, yeah. it's the most incredible thing. And it's most something that I, I never, never want to get rid of. I never want that to go away. I love that. Yeah. Most incredible. So let's talk about a little bit, you know, how you specifically feel the spirit. You, you kind of just mentioned right now, you know, that you can add your feeling, you know, receive the Holy ghost and, feeling it in the temple that you kind of feel it in your body. Mm-hmm. Are there other ways that you hear the spirit? You know, how does the spirit usually speak to you? Yeah, I feel like in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. I heard in a, I want to say state conference, but I was actually there with the young women at the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one of the speakers, this probably the state president's wife, I want to say I should have written it down somewhere, but she was just the best. And she, she like came down from the podium and from the stand and she had her mic and she would go to the young women and the young men and she would say what's your name and they would say Cameron and she'd say oh well just so you know the Holy Ghost speaks perfect Cameron and then she would go to other people and and it's the same thing and I was like that is so interesting and I (laughs) Heavenly Father knows me so well that he speaks to me through the experiences of other people and I I know that different people, like I didn't have the experience where missionaries knocked on our door. They showed me a book of Mormon and I touched it and I just like knew it was true. I had to go through five years of like different friends coming to me being like, hey, I know this is true. I've had these experiences. I'm going to tell you about it. He knows me that well to know that like, that's how I hear things. Like that's, 
like he, I just I I think I grew up not listening to my parents very well. I was a little bit of like the black. Sh- I mean, you can tell, right? Like my parents saying <laughs> no to me getting baptized how many times? And I was like, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. The right. minute I turn 18, and I think. A little bit. I think he, I, sometimes I don't listen to him and I, people are probably like, oh, gasp, you know? And I like, that is, that is my personality. I just, I need to learn things in my own way on my own time. So he yeah. speaks to me through other people and their experiences a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. I also hear him in different ways as well. When I moved to LA, I was there on a dance scholarship. When the scholarship was done exactly a year later, I felt the strongest prompting to move back home. And it was, mm-hmm. it was not a fear thing. I was at one of my like most spiritual times in my life. I was journaling every day. I was writing like gratitude. I was reading my scriptures. I would go to FHE and church. And cause I was in this, like the best singles ward ever. And mm-hmm. I would go to the temple every week, like living in LA. I, and there was so much opposition. Mm-hmm. I literally felt like I was in my own little spiritual bubble and I was like this is so cool and then the spirit was like you're I'm prompting you to move home and I was like okay so I move home and while I'm there I'm like I do not like this at all I don't know why I'm here I felt so like I had such a lack of purpose and I just it just didn't feel good and I was like well I'm gonna move back and the spirit was like please don't (laughs) (laughs) I remember like writing my journal so much and I actually I feel like I hear him the most when I'm like listening and saying like, what do you want to tell me? And then I just write stuff down. I just let my thoughts wander. And I've done that actually since before I got baptized. I like, and I never really knew that that was like a way to feel the spirit or like the spirit speaking to me or like the thoughts that I was having. Like, I know people are like, well, how do I hear it? And people like, oh, record. I'm like, oh, you do that? Like, that's one of the things because I've been doing that this whole time. And I it was just kind of this innate thing that I did. But I remember writing down, like, be patient, do not move back. And guess what I did? I moved back. And in the first, oh, it's honestly the best. It's the funniest story. My, the girl I was supposed to live with, which actually at the time is my sister's husband. My, well, sorry, my husband's sister. Okay. Uh-huh. No, my husband's sister was also supposed to move to LA. We connected before my husband and I were married. And uh-huh. She ended up not being able to move to Los Angeles. So I didn't have a roommate that I was supposed to live with. And I didn't really have a place to live. I didn't really have a job at the time. And then the job that I wanted was like, well, you should work on Sundays. And I was like, what is happening? I got in my very first car accident on Sunset Boulevard. How? What is that? Like, honestly, I was like, I just feel like God was like, please get out of here. You're not listening to me. And then they changed the missionary age for all the sisters. Yeah. And my friends at the time were all like literally 19. And I was like, so everybody that was there that I like had come back for was like, I'm going to go on a mission. And I was like, well, I was here to like be with you and be right. with my friends. And I, one night, one Sunday, I remember being like, what do you want me to do? Like, how can I be a missionary without like being a missionary? Because I don't think that's my calling right now. What like, what can I do? I woke up to a message from my friend and he was like, hey, I'm going to India to help some orphans this summer. This was February. He was like, Uh do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I do. That's exactly (laughs) what I want to do. And he was like, cool. The only thing is you have to live in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'm going back like this. It just was so clear, but it took me until it was like my decision. Right? right. And so I've, I've gotten a lot better now where I, I feel like I 
am a little more well-versed in hearing the spirit and like wanting to listen to the spirit mm-hmm. and being more receptive, like trying to be more receptive. Honestly, it's usually a voice in my head that is not my own thoughts. Yeah. So there's, there's things that are, you know, it's, it's those little things that's like, take this to this person or, or it could be big things. That's like, Hey, you're supposed to be doing this. And I'm like, what, you know, like uh-huh. that didn't come from me. And so I think Wendy Nelson has a really, really great talk that she gave that was actually broadcast. So you won't really be able to find it, but I screen recorded it. And so I have it for myself, but she talks about these four ways of knowing that it's the voice of the Lord and not just your own thoughts. And uh, the two of the ones that I absolutely love are like, she says that when you remember exactly where you were or like kind of where you were at the time, that can be Mm -hmm. a sign that it's revelation from the Lord. And I'm like, that's so cool. Cause I've had that before where I, I remember when something happened and when I felt it and when I heard it, you know, then the, there's another one that's actually about chastisement. So it's just when the Lord speaks to you and is like, I'm not pleased that you're doing this. Like you could be doing something better, right? Like do not go to this right. place that you think you're supposed to go, uh, you know, or if it's, I think it's just something about how, like, if it's, you know, something that you wouldn't normally say, right? Like right. I wouldn't tell myself like, don't go follow your dreams. Don't go live with your friends. Right. Uh-huh. So really interesting. And then I will wrap up that story really fast. When I moved back home, I got the Tinder app and then my husband and I actually met in May. Okay. And so that I was like, that was it. That was right. the whole reason. And right. then I did go to India and then we got married like a couple months later. So anyway, that is so fun. I, it is funny how I do the same thing. Sometimes it's like, yeah. you wanted me to do what I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's like, and then, you know, the thought comes like an hour later. Okay. I guess I'll do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I think a lot of us get caught up in like, is it me or is it the spirit? And if it's just me, then it doesn't really matter. And there's a really, really wonderful talk by Lauren Dalton. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how like, even if it's a positive thought, you should just do it. Because right. nine times out of 10, like it's probably the spirit. He also, oh, I'll have to find the, like the exact quote. It's really, really good. But he just says like, basically like believe that it's the spirit until proven otherwise. Yeah. And I'm like that, I, that's what I need to do. Like asking like just a double check. That's what you yeah. said, right? Like mm-hmm. just want to make sure I heard you right, you know? But I, I definitely think like there's big things and there's little things. I think I had a really hard time over the last couple of years feeling sort of like I wasn't getting the revelation that I like felt like I like expected almost like, uh-huh. I was like well, I'm doing all the things and I'm, I should be receiving this or whatever. And I do think sometimes he's quiet on purpose. Mm-hmm. I think he's waiting to see what we do. I think he's waiting to see how we act. I honestly feel a lot, a lot of times more often than not, I have the thought to do something. And if it's the wrong thing, he will stop me. Like when I tried to move back to Los Angeles, right? right. Like he will stop me. He will Jonah and the whale me and yes. put me in the fish's mouth and take me back to Utah. And and that's how that's how I work usually. But I do think there there's just different times I I hear him in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's that that maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's everybody too. Like I don't think you always hear him yeah. in in one specific way. I think there you're going to hear him in, in different ways at different times and at different times in your life and mm-hmm. also I mean the scriptures like Every time I've opened my scriptures to a random thing, there it is. Like, there's my answer to even a question that I didn't know I really had. There's my answer. So there's there's a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of different 
things I for different that. people. But, and so hopefully if people are like anybody that's listening, hopefully if you feel like you're struggling to hear him, like ask him mm-hmm. to help you understand, ask him to help you like learn how he specifically speaks to you and ask him to teach you because it's, it's not, again, it's not like one day you just wake up and you're like, Oh, I, I heard the voice of the Lord, you know, like, right. I mean, I, I am not what I'm not the person that I, I've, again, I, I would write in my journal and I never was like, oh, this is the spirit speaking to me. I think I was just doing it. And so sometimes it's just doing it. And now, like I said, now I'm more receptive. There's been weird times. I feel, I call it weird because it's never happened to me before, but 6am I'll wake up and the Lord's like, please write this down. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I like get out my phone and I'm like, I guess I'm going to write whatever it is. Like I will sleepily like halfway write little messages down, I guess. Uh-huh. And that's something new for me. I, that has never mm-hmm. happened before. I'm not like a dreams or visions person, but I, I do think he just teaches us line upon line and Sometimes he speaks to us in different ways, whatever way I think we're going to be receptive. No, I really, you go, you talk about journaling and my mom has like prayer journaled for several years. And for a long time, I'm like, what is that? Like, can you even do that? You know, even though my mother's doing it, you know, and it's probably been the last five years or four or five years or so that I've really started like journaling my prayers and, Mm -hmm. and then writing down my thoughts. And that is really, you know, the connection that I feel with God too, is, Mm -hmm. is that I can actually pinpoint and hear him Mm -hmm. those words. Yeah. Well, we are going to wrap this up, but I have, I want to know what you've been reading. So (laughs) what is your favorite book, like spiritual growth book? Yeah. So I've been reading the same book and I'm laughing because it's probably been nine months that I have been trying to make it through this book. I I am (laughs) not a reader, especially when I feel like I want to study the scriptures and I want to pour myself into that just with the way that the world is. And it's just chaos and distracting. And people are like, I have, I have people that ask me like, well, who do you go to for like the truth and news? And I'm like the Bible, right? (laughs) The scriptures, the book of Mormon, the doctrine and covenants. Like I don't like listen to that other stuff anymore because I don't know what's true or not in the world right now. Like it's such a weird world that we live in full of technology and I just don't like a lot of it. So I'm like, I'm just going to go in my little truth bubble where I know there's truth. I know right. that it's right here. So obviously the scriptures are like my number one thing that I'm reading, but there's a book by John Pontius. There's two that are actually really amazing. And the the first one is Zion. Uh-huh. And that one is all about oof, the temple. I'm literally, you are going to laugh at this. I'm like 35 pages in. <laughs> Hey, but it, but you're, and I've been reading it for loving nine it. months. <laughs> this book is more of like, it's a study guide. Like it okay. is, it is quotes from prophets of old. It is quotes from Joseph Smith, from Brigham Young, from President Nelson. Like it is chock full of stuff about becoming a Zion people. And it, I, I light up every time I start reading it. Well, thank you so much for being here with my audience and here with me. So people can find you at the Haley Clark and then your swimsuit line is at the Honey Mark. Yep. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Natalie. (laughs) Isn't Haley just the cutest? It was such a pleasure to chat with her and to learn from her. And so my two takeaways from our conversation are these. First, 
God prepares us. I just think of her example of how she, you know, talked about having these negative comments about her swimsuits and those helped her in navigating these negative comments towards sharing her testimony about Christ. And so I love thinking about how God uses, you know, one thing to kind of prepare us for a next for our next thing. My second takeaway is that God has so much more. He has so much more for us and he leads us in many directions to become fully developed. You know, Haley created swimsuits and then she goes on to have an account that shares about Christ and she was a dancer and she has all of these things that are kind of creating her and who she is becoming. And I love thinking about that in that God has so much to give us. And as we are following his spirit and his guidance, sometimes we're like, I don't know what to do or why am I doing this? But God knows. And that's exciting to me that he has so much to give us and so much to lead us towards. And I just love thinking about that and hearing that in Haley and her journey. I have just loved learning from Haley and hearing her journey and how God is leading and guiding her. And I want you to know that God is leading and guiding you too. Thank you for listening. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. I know there are other women who could benefit from hearing this message too. Leaving a review is a great way for others to find the podcast. Also, share it with a friend. Send them a quick text. They will be so grateful. I know I would. Again, thank you for listening and allowing me to join you on your journey to become anchored.